You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in Alejandro Solana, the pre- and post-game host for Miami Heat Radio. Does a great job down there on AM560 Sports WQAM in Miami. So, Alex, let me ask you before we get into this. Do you do you celebrate the fourth? Are you a Star Wars person at all? Or are you one of those people like, dude, I'm over it. I don't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. On uh, on my show later on today in South Florida, I'll probably try to troll the Star Wars fans, maybe do some oh, yeah? Star Trek references and pretend like I'm talking about Star Wars. People get very upset about that. Uh, I, I've I never been big into Star Wars, um, but, you know, I, I respect the, the cinema. <laughs> I respect how big sure. the Star Wars universe is. And, you know, I'm only like three and a half hours away from Disney World and they've just like put a ton of money in Disney World down here in, in South Florida, or I should say Central Florida, into creating this Star Wars universe, which is like insane. It's one of the coolest parts of Disney World right now. So I, I love that. But t- to be quite honest, today I'll probably just troll Star Wars fans with, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple Spock references. And, and stuff <laughs> there like you that. go. Hey, if you can't be on one side, just go all the way to the other side and go Star Trek. That's what you got to do. Well, let's ask you about the Heat because we've been following this series, obviously, and you, and you cover this team down there in Miami. This series tied at one, and there has been a, a little speculation that Miami didn't make the right call in playing Jimmy Butler in game two. Do you buy that, or was it smart to say, let's get this guy ready to go for game three? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, from experience, the Heat usually – do the right thing in in regards to making a decision with a player that's injured uh, or or at least a bit hobbled. I agree that had Jimmy Butler been able to play and the Heat weren't just being overly cautious, I I agree that, you know, he should have played then, right? We saw with Giannis Antetokounmpo, I mean, I I don't think, you know, we'll find out for sure this this offseason, but I, I do believe Giannis could have played game three, right? And after game two, where the Bucks come out, they lost game one, but at home, they tie a, an NBA playoff record, knocking down 25 threes. They blow out Miami in that game two. I truth, truthfully, in my core, believe that the Bucks felt like they could get away without playing Giannis one or two more games. And then game three happens in Miami. The Heat shoot the lights out at home. They take a 2-1 series lead. And then now the Bucks are like, uh-oh, maybe we should have played Giannis Antetokounmpo in this one. And I, do, I, I see why Miami could have been making that same risk, taking that same risk, allowing New York to really find their rhythm in this series. But I don't believe that to be the case. I think it was going to be a game-time decision. We saw Jimmy Butler walking around New York City. He posted video walking around New York City, wasn't wearing uh-huh. an ankle brace. And then there were videos of him walking into MSG 
without a limp. And anybody who's followed Jimmy Butler throughout his career knows how competitive he is, right? Like that's what drives him as an athlete. So I know he wanted to play. Uh, it, it was well-documented uh, from a source that I have <laughs> that uh, he he was really passionate about wanting to play as well. Mm-hmm. And ultimately the Miami Heat, you know, and, and Eric Spolstra said there was no gamesmanship going on, which I believe as well. Just again, track record from the Heat. They're, they're not an organization, specifically Eric Spolstra. You know, maybe going back to the Pat Riley days, uh, there could be a couple more examples of gamesmanship and and so on. But I think just strictly from the Eric Spolstra era, they're usually pretty smart about these types of decisions. And, you know, he probably just wasn't going to be as mobile as possible. And, you know, everybody said it right now. After missing uh, game two, he has five full days off that ankle to get healthy, not just to get, you know, 75%, 80%, but the, the ultimate goal is to be 100%. And Knicks fans um, and those that follow the New York Knicks know as well as anybody that those ankle injuries can linger, right? I mean, look at Julius Randle yeah. had to miss the final five games of the regular season, comes back against the Cavs and really was a shell of himself and re-injured that ankle. And he's so important to his team, Jimmy Butler, even more important to the Miami Heat's success. All right, so I think a lot of people are surprised that the Heat are in this position. You know, a team that went from the play-in all the way now to uh, a game or tied in the series against the Knicks. Should we be surprised? Like, I don't think a lot of people are super shocked when you see Jimmy (laughs) Butler doing playoff Jimmy Butler things. But if you have been following this team, did we see little clues here and there? we saw absolutely no clues that that they were going to be in this. Truthfully, the fact that they beat the Milwaukee Bucks is one of, I want to say it's one of the biggest upsets in NBA playoff history. And, 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 and then, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how much either of you are following the NHL playoffs, but you know, the Florida Panthers come up with one of the biggest upsets as well, taking down the Boston Bruins, the greatest regular season team points wise and wins wise in NHL history. So, Things are, are looking pretty good right now in South Florida. Uh, it, it's pretty much been a, a win-win already just getting into the second round for two eight seeds. But, you know, Chelsea, this team went from being the number one overall seed and they did it in the regular season by knocking down the highest percentage in terms of team from deep in the NBA. They were the number one three-point shooting team in 2021-2022. And then in the playoffs, that kind of regressed in a big way. P.J. Tucker was shooting near 40% when he was still with the Heat, and it was a total collapse from his end uh, in the corners in the playoffs. And Miami really got to the Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals, a shot away from the from, from making the NBA Finals, by Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo just playing elite basketball and the role players existing. And that kind of carried into the regular season. Miami doesn't retool. They run it back. Everybody in South Florida questioned it because every other contender in the East got better. The Celtics added Brogdon and and so on. And the Sixers went out and got PJ Tucker. Um, And Milwaukee added a bunch of pieces as well. So there were a ton of question marks coming into this season, but the idea was growth from within the Caleb Martins, the Max Struces, the Gabe Vincents would continue to progress in Miami and take that next level. Well, that didn't happen. The Heat were as mediocre as possible. They went from number one three-point shooting team in the NBA to literally bottom five. They had the lowest points per game in the NBA. Their pace slowed down. They were were the definition of mediocre. 
That's why they were the eighth seed. That's why they lost a play-in seed to a team that they dominate in the Atlanta Hawks. Ups and downs all season long. And then in the playoffs, they have the highest offensive rating versus the Bucks through five games. They're knocking down three-pointers like the team from a year ago. And you get Jimmy Butler at that playoff Jimmy level, just closing out games. Let's not forget, in both games four and five, they had double-digit deficits in the fourth quarter. I really think it was a matter of the Miami Heat. Their three-point shooting came alive. Their role players elevated their level. And it was a team that played over 50 clutch games this season. So they had a really, really good sample size of close games down the stretch, knowing how to win them, experience in those situations. And it's one of these things where it's lightning in a bottle. It kind of all comes together and you're able to put it together at the perfect time. The only way I've been able to describe it is the script was flipped. Last season, you were great three-point shooting all regular season. It came apart in the playoffs. This year, the complete opposite. You were terrible all regular season and things are starting to pick up in the playoffs. We're talking with Alejandro Solano, pre and post game host for Miami Heat Radio, also executive producer for Hope and Cratter on AM560 Sports WQAM in Miami. Follow him on Twitter at Alex M. Solana. So, how does this series play out? Let's, let's assume that Jimmy Butler, if he's walking around New York City, you have to assume he's going to play game three Saturday afternoon in Miami. Can the Heat really make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? And, 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 it's because Jimmy has just been out of this world, but when you've got such a banged up heat team, can they really pull this off? So I'll tell you the feeling in Miami right now, doing radio yesterday, taking calls, just kind of the pulse of heat fans and, and those that cover the team. You're feeling great about games one and two. I mean, the Miami heat haven't really played a great overall game yet in this series. They were down pretty much all of game one and with 505 remaining, you know, Jimmy Butler goes down and the Miami Heat had taken a, a slight lead and the Knicks were given every lifeline to kind of come back, attack Jimmy Butler, and they failed to do it. The Heat, with a hobbled Jimmy, outscore the Knicks 13-9 to in the closing minutes of game one and end up winning the game. I know Julius Randle was out in that game, so Julius Randle returns. Jimmy Butler exits for game two, and the Heat had a lead, six points in the fourth quarter, and ultimately, New York closed them out with a, a nice stretch down the end of the game. But again, Miami didn't have their leader. They didn't have their closer in Jimmy Butler. So if you're the Heat right now, I think you're coming back home to Miami where you haven't lost yet in the playoffs, feeling really good about the fact that with Jimmy Butler, you didn't play a good game and you still were able to beat New York. And without Jimmy Butler, without your leader, without the guy who scored 56 points at one point in these playoffs, who's averaging just around 30 points per game at 58% shooting. I mean, he is playing at an insane level. Um, and without him, you almost beat New York behind Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin. I mean, think about the names that I'm saying. Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Kevin Love in the year 2023. And you're almost able to beat New York in Madison Square Garden without Jimmy. I think if you're the Heat, you're feeling really good. It's all going to come down to... How does his ankle respond to treatment? If he's healthy, he's the best player in this series by far. Jalen Brunson's great. Julius Randle, we saw last night, very ignitable, very good player. We saw firsthand in Miami how great he can be. Nobody's on the level of Jimmy Butler in this series. Um, 
and and we have a two-game sample size to prove it at this point. Um, if his ankle responds well to treatment, he's healthy. The Heat, they're going to be the better team, I think, moving forward. And if their three-point shooting can continue at the level that it was in Milwaukee and that it's been through games one and two, that will give Miami the edge. All the analysis coming into this series that I read on a national level was the Knicks are deeper, the Knicks have more bench depth, the Knicks have more talent after Randall and Brunson. And that may have been true through the regular season. It was certainly true through the regular season. But so far in this series, nobody's had better depth than Miami. I mean, they're literally relying on Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, and Kevin Love played fantastic game ones. It's been Miami who hasn't had their superstar for one of these two games and is missing their second best player, really, Bam Adebayo, who has just been a shell of themselves in, in the regulars, in the playoffs, rather. So um, if he can step up and play at a bit higher level, you have to imagine the Miami Heat are feeling great with this series shifting back to South Florida. He is on Twitter at Alex M. Solana, pre- and post-game host for Miami Heat Radio on AM560 Sports WQAM in Miami. Alejandro Solana is the man. Alejandro, thanks for your time and your insight, and good luck to your Heat on Saturday. Of course, I appreciate it. Chelsea, have fun in uh, in, in Florida. I, I, I love that you're coming down here. It's beautiful weather. Uh, I have my sisters up in New York, so... I know it's 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 not hasn't been great in other parts of the country, but it's like 95 right now when I look out my window, not a cloud in sight. So you're going to love it. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Can't wait. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.